Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Hey, Lance. It's another day inside the firm right before Christmas break, holiday break. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. It's a free country. And we got some good stuff for you during this podcast, but guess who else does? Who else? Dell. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. Isn't it? So isn't it crazy? There's probably at least five or six or eight or 10 computer companies. Yeah. But you basically get an Apple or a Dell. Like, I think it's like rollerblade where I see what you're saying there. It's just synonymous yep. with PCs yep. with personal computers yep. is Adele. And there's a reason why. Why is that? Quality, good stuff for affordable price. They are. They send you good machines. I'm really happy with mine. Can't, can't be happier, honestly. Yep. So if you're thinking about getting Adele, especially before the new year, uh, burn some cash. Burn some cash. That way Give- you get the tax less. Christmas present right there. Go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm because you get our special discounts for being listeners. Um, you can also call them and let them know that you are an inside the firm listener and you'll get a discount there. Go to our website, inside the firm podcast.com and you can see all the links. You can see everything, but visit Dell for your holiday slash business shopping needs. You know what? Uh, so it is that time of the year, right? It's uh, it's the uh, it's the dead of winter, so the weather may not be beautiful, right? Coldest cool. year since 1997, I think they said in here in Denver. Seriously, yeah. it it is actually been pretty cold, yeah. Uh, so the pool's definitely not open, right? The grill is definitely not on. It is winter, and the last thing you want to do is spend a long day in the office when you're ready for the holidays, wrestling with broken files and archaic websites, right? You don't want to be doing that. No. You want to be out there drinking eggnog. Yeah. Doing that kind of stuff. Relax and buy a fire. I need a fake fire. You should, yeah, you should get one. There's on Netflix, I swear, there's not there like a fire channel? Oh, yep, gonna do that. Well, I have a solution for you. Arcat can help you save time by putting all the building products that you need into one powerful search engine. They have a new website. It's great. You should go. Arcat.com isn't just a list of products. They also host the product's technical data. That's what I love about it. One of the things I love about it, like BIM. Right, CAD files. Uh, you can download those using use those in your product project. Uh, to top it off, it's free to use as much as you want. You don't even need to register. I also love that part of it. So stop watching uh, everybody else go home before you, uh, and then in the office and try to, try to find the right information by going to arcat.com today. You'll build better content. That's a r c a t dot com. Arcat.com. Awesome. So last Friday, not only did we have a podcast, I think we told you that we had a, our five, one of our 5% Fridays. Which 5%. We, it was good, too. Really good, actually. Very good feedback from the guys. I'm happy with uh, the results. Yep. So uh, about every quarter or twice a year, depending on how busy we are, we take an afternoon off and everyone gives ideas about how we can improve the firm. And there was a bunch of them. Uh, one of them came to fruition today, and I'm going to show Lance about it. So Lance... That's my name. The, the guys talked about how, you know, we we want to be efficient, right? Yep. Um, and there's so many like nuances that each one of these guys knows because like 
Mark's doing hazardous building. Uh, Gresh is doing this kind of building. And there's all these little things like a code question comes up. Like, where was that? What was that? And, you know, you kind of look through the code. But we talked about the idea of one pagers, right? Yep. And, and NASA does this, right? Where they have a task to do. And obviously they get trained. But then they have a binder full of one pages like, oh, this is the ECLIS system. This is the this system. It's all complicated, right? So that they can just go to that page and know basically the basics or like maybe like the special button, like don't blow up the spaceship button. Maybe they have one of those, right? So the guys wanted something like that. So I put binders together for them. So take a look at this. You haven't even seen this. Oh my goodness. So this is a binder. Look at this. Al just handed me a binder. Yep. And on, on the cover, I want them to make their own covers, Lance. So no, no, I think that's great. Uh, so, so is this is this for me or is this for you or is this for the the guys? I didn't make one for you. Good, I, made I don't one need for, one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can if you want to. All the guys have one and I have one. So it starts off with an index and I just put in examples for them. They can destroy this or not, right? And then the first... Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. The first thing was an intro. Yep. Um, and this is where Alex... So I'll just kind of describe it since I'm looking at it for the first time. Uh, he's kind of he descri- he's describing what a one pager is, well, how it's used by NASA. Al, Al loves NASA. Yep. And then F nine principles is the next page, which is cool because uh, he literally goes F one, F two, F three, F four again, making stuff up. Good stuff, yep. Al. Where's F nine though? It, it's there. It's F eight twelve. Uh, twice. Ah, <laughs> he's got a typo. Typo. There's two, there's two F eights. Yep. Which but it, but it's still the right okay. F nine. Yep. Um, and then I really love. Can I read? Have you have you read this on air yet? Yeah, the, to the, you. The good architect, bad architect. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it was, it it's worth reading again. Go ahead. You should put it on. You should you should put it on. Yeah, it's it's totally worth reading again, especially since this is like one of the holiday episodes. Uh, so Alex wrote this great little just kind of one page thing. Uh, it's good architect, bad architect, and where did it come from again, Al? Because it was good. Ben what? Horowitz, venture fund guy. Yeah. Good architects know the scope and process of the project. They clearly lay out who is involved and what entities they need approval from. Bad architects make excuses for poor design. They blame the client, the city, or the engineers. Bad architects push their agenda. You got a typo there, Al. Instead of having empathy for the, uh, the client's wishes and have the ability to communicate a better solution, good architects manage their time and their, t- and their team's time as it relates to the phase they are in. They work efficiently and seek out solutions. They are not afraid to ask or call people for answers. They manage the slowest leg, example, civil, structural, etc., and give them the information and the drawings they need. Good architects meet or beat the deadline. Bad architects do the wrong first. Waste time on unimportant details. Bad architects don't communicate quickly. Oh, I, that one's my pet peeve. It's totally true. Just... Bad professionals don't communicate quickly. Like you, I think you could just... This is so translatable to just all professionals in general, I think. Um, don't bill on time and make excuses. Good architects perform after project reviews. They work on improving the process. They create new tools, features, and training. They help their peers willingly. Good architects know their stuff. They study code, understand the basics of other disciplines, know materials, properties, building costs, cultivate good resources slash relationships, while growing their knowledge, an architect can perform basic structural floor, walls, beams, and column calculations. Good architects take on more responsibility, leading to more rewards. They create, through their hard work, talent, and dedication, great reviews from clients and people they work with. They improve on past mistakes. They help their clients, contractors, city staff, and professions. 
create a better world to live in. Yep. And uh, um, our friend Kyle was reviewing this too. And one Kyle and, and actually, ha- uh, yeah, Hacker, they, they really liked it. And Oh, yeah, I forgot Hacker listens. Yeah. But um, what was Kyle saying? The bad architect isn't a person. This is more of like an internal thing to live up to. It's not like saying it is kind of comparison, but it's all just for yourself Mm -hmm. basically. Yep. 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 Comparison is the thief of joy. Yep. Okay. So that's in there. And then the next page is F9 training. So we have all these videos. Oh man. Projects. So here's another really cool thing that Alex put together and I'll kind of describe it to you visually. Uh, well (laughs) through my voice, but to paint you a picture of it. So he put together this shared Google doc and what it's got is if you, if you think about the, the, the ribbon on top, right? He's got type, task, um, and then in the columns going down, it's videos, projects. There's a reading list, which I really appreciated, an end carb section, and then a construction uh, section. And then what the what, what all of our current employees do is the idea is they should they're going to mark off where they're at with everything. Um, and I th- what I was thinking, and I don't even I didn't even tell you this because we, we when we were doing this because we were with our employees was like, man, this is kind of a good way, I think, where you can, like, can you tie salaries to this? Can you tie rewards to this? You know, when you get to, when you get to these certain levels? Well, I I think what you can do, maybe as a first very easy step is, oh, this is the basic, these are the must do. Like, let's say you're at two years and like, you don't have these checked off. Like, I don't know, maybe you can't advance because this is, this is like, this is like what you have to do, like a physical fitness test. Like you have to do this many pushups or else you just can't be in the army. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, yep. you have to go through this training or yep. else you can't be at F9. Mm-hmm. And then our favorite. Al's favorite, Teddy Roosevelt, man in the arena. So he, uh, everybody should just Google that if they're listening to this by a computer. And there's a nice little excerpt by him. So that's good. That's a good conclusion. And then this is where you start your one pagers, right? So this is where you'd have. Okay. Like, so. In, like if you were to start your own one pagers, what would you be doing? What would you be putting in these? Right. So go back to the index, right? Yeah. So yeah. I have the little tabs that you can fill out. I would have a one pager just about cost breakdowns. Nice. So like it'd say, this is what an addition is. This is what a townhome's at. This is what a podium style building is at. Here's what material costs are. So you can like explain to clients if they're like, oh, how do we cut it off? You can look at stuck overs, you know, all these other things. Um, IBC, just like those tables, those tables where me and you were like, Wait, wait, what, is it 508 or am I yeah. 303? They're just right there, They're right? there. Um, Especially oh, the ones you're going to use over and over again, like occupancy, piece of cake, right? You should have that in there all day long. Yep, yep. Basic plumbing stuff. Like there's a table for if you have an eight inch sewer, like what slope you can have it. If that comes up and if we're out in the field, like, oh crap, I have that. It's yeah. right here. I don't have to go search online yeah. and find it. Um, I, I uh, you know, those, those structural calcs. You can just have the equations right there. So you could just flip. Even if you don't remember, you could go back and do it. Um, some electrical stuff, I, uh, IRC stuff, you know, like. The other thing we talked about too, I don't, I don't think you wrote this down. So the one, yeah, so this segment is F9, one page is binder. But the other thing we talked about that I really liked was we had kind of a heart to heart with everybody about hearing their gripes and their, it's right, it's rightly so about, uh, we actually submit a lot of our projects for the clients into the building department and listening to, okay, should we, should or shouldn't we do that? 
um, and kind of had a big roundtable discussion with it. And what was funny enough is the client, I, I had a sales meeting yesterday, very small little project in town, but the client, and I got to the end of my little sales pitch, one of the things I said is, oh yeah, and then I'll just, you know, we'll submit to the city of Longmont for you. Because it is really easy here. You just email. It's super easy. Everybody knows who we are anyway. And they go, oh, perfect. That's I was hoping you would say that because I don't want to deal with that. So it, it kind of reinforced like, yeah, th- like I, I get that. And what our team wanted to hear more than anything was we just want to know we're getting paid for it. Yep. We just want to know that like we're not wasting our time because I feel like we're wasting our life and our time yeah. because it's slow. The city says they literally took out a piece of metal sample. Walk, this has happened in our project in Boulder. I'm going to rat you out, <laughs> Boulder County. And they go, oh, this looks like it This looks like it gives off too much glare. Can you get the manufacturer to write us a letter telling us how much it's going to dull over time? Like, sure, I'll just get the CEO on or the test engineer and just A billion-dollar company, they're just going to do it for this little project. They think that that's Hilarious. great for a barn. Yeah. So... And, and the other thing we tried, I tried to help state to the guys is, which kind of leads into this next one is, we are in an ever-increasing bureaucratically-led world. There's just no way around it. There's no way around it. it doesn't I was, on the, I was on the phone this morning doing some personal stuff with the Anthem, insurance. I'll rat, rat you out. <laughs> I'm on the rat-out game. <laughs> he is Al, yeah. Al, Al the rat-out king gore today. I had to have a... Boy, he's just like, I get so... I, I don't think... I don't know if Al laughs at me when I... When I'm frustrated, because I get I get a little maybe a little too testy, but Al is hilarious to me. When he's frustrated, I'm just like, this is this is the best. I'm glad you're <laughs> having fun because I'm seriously pissed off. <laughs> oh, he was pissed. It, it took he me, even made, he even made up the, what was your password? This uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this this it was something. So I couldn't get in. They sent me a message. They sent me a message, and I couldn't get in using like regular passwords like oh four random digits and these numbers and, and this dots like they like and finally i was like this sucks and then i think i said a swear word like and then then some number <laughs> and that's how i got in and i all i did was email them and said hey i asked you a question a week ago could you please <laughs> respond to that and the secure message back that they couldn't give to me besides the secure message was there was nothing attached to this email what are you talking about the <sighs> yeah 45 minutes out of my life so very bureaucratic nonsense so we're not it's not going to go away anytime soon unless there's this giant reset in society which maybe needs to happen anyway it, but that's a whole different segment so we're not getting away from that so i think at, at some point it's sort of like this you would like kind of the stages of grief like acceptance right so once you accept something then I think you then okay. How do we start? How do we navigate through the bureaucracy in order to and and so you can take action and and eliminate it as much of it as possible. So Alex has his story, and then like the the, the material sample thing. You know, I came back to the office after I had this big meeting with with Boulder County about this our next design build project, and I talked to. Um, the project manager at our at our firm who's and I said okay guys actually everybody I said look we just need to I think here's how we can start cutting the fat out of every time we submit in this jurisdiction we just here's I promise I told him I promise you as a salesman when I'm going out there and selling to the clients and earning their business I will preface it that we're going to do x y and z so 
that's what kind of led me to, I, I was looking around this morning about like, okay, what, is there any other ways that we could just, we're not getting away from, away from it. How do we, how do we start getting to the point where we can take action on it? Right. So I found this fantastic article. It's at zenhabits.net forward slash 10 steps to take action and eliminate bureaucracy. So I'm going to want to go through these with you, Al. Sure. Number one, know what you want to get done, right? So what do you want to get done? You want to get, if in our case, your building permit. Okay. What is the thing? Is there is there something you can do in the particular jurisdiction that you're trying to get through that will reduce other things that they're asking for? So for us, it's a HERS rating. All of a sudden, if we do a HERS rating in Boulder County, we don't have, there's all kinds of calculations with glazing and prescriptive, me- we're just done. For some reason, that's the magic bullet. So is there a magic bullet that you have, right? Wherever you're working. Sure. For that Next. sort of thing. Number two, know your priorities, right? So your priority is to get into the building permit process. Like or if, if you're an architect. So what's the quickest way there, right? Do you have the Revit template from revit.rocketship.com? Oh, look at that plug. Are you? <laughs> nice. Because it's going to make you quicker, do faster, you ha- and do make you have, better. Do you have your, do you have your uh, one-page binder? So you can just quickly quickly find stuff and get things done. Do you have an archive in your firm of existing projects that other that new employees can look at? Do you have a video section like, like we have where you can train people? Are you training people from the beginning, right? Your priority is to get people as almost a hundred as efficiently as efficient as they are for for billability, right? Yep. Here's another thing that we learned from some of your firms might do. It's easier to start quickly and go into SketchUp, and then when you finally need to, you finally decide you need to make a real building. No offense to some of you residential guys. I know you can do it in SketchUp, and you have some skills. I'm not talking about you, even though I kind of am. Then you go into Revit for these bigger firms, and then that intern has to remake everything again, and it's not the same. So just get good at Revit, (laughs) and then reduce that step. You want to believe the amount of complaints that we hear from people that want to work at our firm, that work at other firms, that it's wasting their time, and they feel like it's wasting their life. Yeah. And it's wasting your billable hours, so it's wasting your overhead, and it's wasting your profit. You can't be happy doing that. Get good at Revit. Oh, hot. And I understand. If I was in your position, like what? Am I going to watch like 500 videos on YouTube and, and try to do a project? Yes. If you're cheap, that's what you're going to do. Or buy Revit Rocket Ship. I know this is a plug, but it's it's literally made there to also help you. It is not that expensive. It's for not the that bang, expensive. For the, it, it's bucks. And it is laid out how to think about construction when you're modeling, how to make a template, uh, how sheets are formatted, all of that. It will become very clear. So that's like our, please do that for yourself, not for us. Yep. We're fine. Yep. (laughs) Which is perfect because it leads into number four, cutout processes. Are there steps and approvals and work that people have to do that can be eliminated altogether? I've done one. Don't model twice. Don't model twice. That's huge, right? You streamline your modeling, your model, your you've streamlined your design to production to finish process, right? And there's a plugin for Revit called Pi. Something. No, no, nope. uh, the rendering one, Enscape. And so good. And so good. Where where now you don't have to worry about rendering. They they you think oh SketchUp looks good. Don't worry. Revit has solutions for you. Enscape. Uh 
with one thing I've been doing personally and professionally is I said I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to keep bugging Al until he tries it. I think he should just try it. Is I have bought into. I bought a subscription. It's like a hundred and forty dollars or something like that. I'll have to look it up. It, and I have subscribed and bought into Calendly.com. C A L E N D L Y. They're not a sponsor. I want them to be a sponsor one day. And what it does is, at first I tried the just the free version because I just wanted to wanted to see what what it, what it was. But the problem with the free version is, so it's one hundred and forty four dollars a year. It's really cool. I know. I know people listening to this like Earl Parson. It's twelve bucks a month. Mark, yeah, it's not much. Mark LePage do different stuff, but he, he and and like I want to break down some math with that, right? So twelve bucks a month, right? If I'm cutting, what I did with that is I'm cutting out the process of instead of me looking at my calendar and looking at what my open time slots are and typing it out nearly almost every day, multiple times a day. Now I'm on my phone. I already I did this literally when I was at Home Depot returning stuff from the development today. Uh, one of our former clients, you probably you got the email too. Yep. And I go, yeah, we can take on we can take on more work right now, no problem. Here's my calendar, and I just clicked the copy link from my phone, replied and pasted it, replied to the email. Boom. Ten minutes later, it had access to my calendar. He booked an appointment with me. Save time. If I do that, if I do that thirty times a month, right? Thirty times five. I'm gonna do some quick math here, because let's say it took me five minutes to go back and forth between my calendar. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's exaggerating it. 30 times a month, that's 150 minutes. Divided okay. by 60. Divided by 60, 2.5 hours. I bill, out a, I bill out at $150 an hour. That's $375. Like, this thing already paid for itself. Piece of cake. Did, did you use a technical question? When you signed up, did you sign up with your F9 email yeah. or your oh, Gmail? Gmail. Your, Gmail. Your Gmail to make it sync. Yep. But it works with it works with multiples, right? It works with works with like Outlook, all kinds of stuff. Obviously, these people are uh, trying to make it so that it's uh, ubiquitous as possible. I can't. I just can't recommend little stuff like that. The next one I'm going to do is I'm going to Amazon Pantry after Christmas, and I'm going to set up automatic deliveries of the dumbest stuff: deodorant, toothpaste. I'm like sick of having to go like, oh man, I forgot to go to the grocery store again. Even coffee, crap like that. Yep. So streamline your life, ladies and gents. Uh, all right, number five: empower people. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Often a manager becomes a bottleneck, requiring his approval before anything can can get done. If you've listened to this podcast before, we don't do that, right? Nope. We're here to let people with enough training take on as much responsibility as they want because it empowers them. And then, I mean, how much better of a, do you feel when you know that like you're in control of things? A lot of, some people don't like it, but I don't know, majority of people at our office yep. do. Uh, six, don't put off decisions. Worse than a manager becoming a bottleneck is a bottleneck where decisions are delayed and things pile up. Uh, when a decision is required, try to make it quickly. So, I think the it's like anything, right? If you got a if you got uh, a broken foot, the longer you put it off, it's probably going to be worse. Yeah, yeah. Piece of cake. Uh, nah, I'll heal. I'll heal. <laughs> It'll be fine. Number seven: Have the information you need ready. Al, better pick up that binder. That's, that's funny. This is funny. To have, oh, you mean like right by my desk where I put my exactly. notes of very important exactly. things? Or, or your calendar. I got that information ready. Yep. Let's, book a, let's book an appointment. Yep. It's not a problem. Yep. And this is all going to a concept that we've talked about that's in our principles. Reduce your feedback loop. Reduce your feedback loop. Number eight, keep action at your forefront. Put up a sign on your desk that says action. Make this your mentality throughout the day. When you put something off, remind yourself to take action. This is Al, this is probably like your list that you do. 
uh, for yourself. Uh, number nine, look for action-oriented people. Oh, this is critical. Is there nine points? Is there nine points? There's ten points. Dang it. Close. I, I mean, I could have. F10. Yeah, you could have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look for action-oriented people. When hiring or selecting a team, look for people who get things done. This can be seen in their track record. Give them a trial. Oh, that's critical. We, we've been... We, that's what we do, right? And some other people... Do like a, I know the engineer, a lot of some of the engineers we work with, uh, RJA uh, out of Denver, they're great. They, I've talked with their principals about how their hiring process goes and what they'll do is they'll have, they'll pay somebody to come in for one day and try to find a task that they could do, you know, in sort of one day and yep. test them and see if before they even offer, you know, something maybe we would offer. Um, we've had people come in for just the one day trial too yeah, and see what have. they like. I think it's, cr- it's critical. Especially if it's your first hire. I know there's a lot of people who are sole proprietors who listen to this podcast. If you ever finally get to the point where you are willing are willing to take the risk to hire somebody, oh, that's what you should do. You should just test them for one day. Yep. See what it's like. Pay them an hourly rate. Um, make that happen. Last one. Ten. Reward action. Which kind of leads into the Christmas party, right? Because that's when the rewards happen. Exactly. So we're going to tell you what we're doing for our Christmas party so that you can either steal the idea outright or come up with your own, right? Bam, bam. So if it's too late, I still think if you don't do a Christmas party or a you know end of the year party, do a beginning of the year party. Surprise sure. your staff. Don't even tell them. And this is what we do. They know it's coming now because like you can't do the same type of party every year and you know, they know. So we rent a limo and this year, this is what we're doing. We're getting a limo, picking it up, guys, and then we're going to another project that's not our own. It's called Zeppelin Station. It's a cool building. It's just something to think, oh, this is how someone else does it. This is this is cool, right? You can easily do that. Then we're going to a project that is our own mm-hmm. to show the people like, hey, this is literally why you work in the office is because this is what's getting built by that. Then after that, we're going to laser tag, going to shoot each other up with some bam, lasers. Bam. And then after that, top golf. Top golf. Top, Top golf. golf is awesome. And then coming home. So that's mm-hmm. our Oh, and then we give people bonuses. We hand yes. them, we hand them an envelope. And that's the full reward loop for the year. Yep. You get a day thing. off. You get to go see architecture, which you love to do anyways, and you get to play some games. You got it. So. You got it. Uh we don't have any Nick Reeds today, but we do have ARE Jeopardy. Let's bring in the guys. Okay, here we go. Question number one. How many watts does the average American house use in a day? A, 24 kilowatts. B, 14 kilowatts. 12. C, 12 kilowatts. D, 36 kilowatts. A lot of the, uh, why, why are you asking these questions about watts and stuff? You want to know why? I do. Because I'm making a one-pager on the electrical. All right. So it's all top of mind. All right. Right. And I'll tell you why this question. So we have A, which is 24, B, which is 14, A, which is 24, C, which is 12. It is 24 kilowatts. Easy way to remember this, about 24 hours, right? Why this applies is a lot of times you'll see a 7 to 10 kilowatt solar power system. How does that make sense if your house uses 24? Why are you doing that? Because if you look at it closely, 
the solar panels, it's kilowatt hours. Mm -hmm. That is the potential in one hour if it was perfectly placed. It could get seven kilowatts in an hour. Now the sun's moving around, so over time, it over that whole day, it's supposed to get you know your 24 right. or something like that, right? So does that make sense a little bit more? Sure. Awesome. Question number two: What wattage is equivalent is an equivalent LED to your standard 60 watt incandescent? Right, you have a standard in 60 watt incandescent light. If you're getting an LED light, what wattage should you choose? A, four. B, 12. C, 10. D, 20. Okay. B, which is 12. C, which is 10. D, which is 20. And B, which is 12. 12. So that's how much more efficient, it's more expensive, it's more efficient than a 60 watt is a 12 watt. Right? I love that incandescent look though. 8.8. 8 is about equivalent to a 40 watt. And 40 watt incandescent is pretty standard too. Dull. Very bright. All right, number three. What is the maximum floor area allowance per occupant for a daycare? A, 50. B, 40. C, 35. D, 15. What is the maximum floor area allowance per occupant for a daycare? A, 50. B, 40. C, 35. D, 15. What do we got, gents? We have B, D, C, uh, 3A. We ha The correct answer is Jason, 35. Look at that. It's a weird one, right? I mean, you don't see that number too often, I feel like. It's usually pretty, yeah, it's exactly. Yep, it was tricky. Number four, where required by the fire code official, a sign shall be permanently displayed on or near each fire door in letters not less than how many inches tall. Didn't Jason order these signs for us? So he should know this, right? Al Gore did. Oh, well, Al Gore should know this then. Mm -hmm. A, one half inch. B, three quarter inch. C, one inch. D, two inch. Where required by the fire code official, a sign shall be permanently displayed on or near each fire door in letters not less than how many inches tall? Uh, we have D, we have B, we have D, and we have D. The correct answer is C. Nobody got that one inch. I would have said D also because I ordered them two inches tall. Because I thought one Al inch Gore, was too small. That's his middle name, Al Safety Gore. Al Sa so... How many? Who who got the most right? Yeah, who's the winner? Jason has one. Sam won. Sam won again. Sam won. Sam won. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought he won the the other one. Are you marking? Are you marking these down on your computer? Keeping awesome. track. Okay. Thank you guys. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, go check out RevitRocketShip.com because you'll get to hear more of us. And we already plugged it, so you already heard our pitch. Uh, if you need to learn Revit, this is a way to do it. Money back guaranteed. That's what I have, Lance. We have 72 five-star reviews on iTunes right now. If we could make it 75 by the end of the year, that's all I want for Christmas, Al. There you go. Make it happen. I'll tell whatever wife's your whatever gift your wife gives you, I'm gonna steal then. You got if it. If you get 75, people help me out. I want whatever <laughs> Lance is getting. 75, you got like five days left. All right.